the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Now, you may not watch MSNBC very much. Congratulations if you do not. So let's play a game. Uh, I'm going to play you a comment from MSNBC's Rachel Maddow, and you tell me who she's talking about. There has never been anyone else like him, and there never will be again. Now, if I were going to answer that question. There has never been anyone else like him, and there never will be again. Who is she talking about? If I were going to answer that question, I would try to find somebody of whom it is true that there has never been anyone else like him, and there never will be again. So I would say, well, I don't think Rachel Maddow is talking about Jesus on her show, but that's my answer. Uh, That is not who she was talking about. Uh, Joe Biden? Joe Biden. Was she talking about Joe Biden? There has never been anyone else like him, and there never will be again. Mm, No, we're not talking about Joe Biden. Hmm, who should be, could she be, Elon Musk? No, not Elon Musk. Uh, Who is she talking about? Uh, Well, she is talking about. There has never been anyone else like him, and there never will be again. She's talking about Dr. Anthony Fauci. That's who she's talking about, Dr. Anthony Fauci. There's never been anyone else like him, and there never will be again. Now, when she said that, uh, she was stating that in a... uh, somewhat maudlin way, and that it is too bad there has never been anyone else like him, lest we have, would have been saved from who knows how many maladies over the years, uh, and there will never be anyone else like him again, so that you know we're kind of out of luck if we ever get struck by another pandemic uh, similar to COVID. So Dr. Anthony Fauci yesterday announced that he will retire uh, from his position at the uh, head of the National Institute of Health and Infectious Diseases in December. In December. Now he's 81 years old, so he's well past the point of retirement. But he said he's not hes not retiring. He's just stepping down from that job, and he's going to continue to do whatever it is he does. Um, maybe he'll sit next to Rachel Maddow. Maybe he'll uh, get the chair that Rachel Maddow has that's left now that she's only doing uh, her commentary one night a week. I, I hear the person that they've tapped to succeed her cannot uh, even read a teleprompter. That's not me talking. That's Keith Olbermann who said that. But Fauci will certainly continue to be heard from because he has no shortage of acolytes out there in the media. I could play you a long compilation of CNN, MSNBC, the networks, the Washington Post, New York Times, about how Fauci is a hero. There are, there are candles sold with Anthony Fauci looking very papal, like he's our savior. So why would he be retiring in December? Well, this is my skepticism talking. I anticipate that the House of Representatives 
come January will be controlled by the Republican Party, which means, you know, guys like Jim Jordan and Matt Getz won't have to ask permission from Jerry Nadler and others to ask the questions that they want to ask of Anthony Fauci. And make no mistake, there are a lot of questions that they want to ask of Anthony Fauci. Now, John Kennedy is not a congressman. John Kennedy is a senator, and we can't say with any certainty that the Republicans will control the Senate. That will hinge on some uh, House, uh, some Senate races that right now, honestly, don't look that promising. Uh, Mehmet Oz in Pennsylvania looks like he's in trouble. Herschel Walker in Georgia is going to have to make a late comeback. Blake Masters in Arizona is going to have to make a comeback. J.D. Vance is definitely going to have to win in Ohio. We got issues in Nevada. We got issues in New Hampshire. So uh, the Senate may not have the opportunity to question Dr. Anthony Fauci, but that does not mean that the plain-spoken, folksy, funny, and exceedingly searing John Kennedy of Louisiana is not right in what lies ahead for Dr. Anthony Fauci. President's lies. Well, unless Dr. Fauci decides to seek asylum in some foreign country whose Powerball jackpot is 287 chickens and a goat, and therefore which won't enforce a subpoena from the United States Congress, then Dr. Fauci, retirement or not, is going to be spending a lot of time in front of a a congressional committee and committees if Republicans take back control. We're going to ask him questions about gain-of-function research, why he didn't push back on China's lies, uh, why he pushed back so hard on the possibility, which we know is now real, that the virus originated in a Chinese lab, um, why he went along with the greatest taking of civil liberties of the American people in the history of our country, we're going to have a lot of questions, and and we're going to subpoena him and expect him to answer. And I would not advise Dr. Fauci to put down a non-refundable deposit on a cruise. (laughs) I would not advise Dr. Fauci to put down a non-refundable deposit on a cruise. Well, he he could afford it. He's the highest-paid government employee, and he's going to yield or reap a six-figure government pension, which is to say a six-figure pension from you and me. So what about it? Is it wise for Republicans, once they get in control of the House of Representatives, to badger Dr. Anthony Fauci? Because, I mean, don't forget, there are many, many people who really like Dr. Anthony Fauci. There has never been anyone else like him, and there (laughs) never will be again. Never has been anyone else like him. Never will be again. Uh, Mark Thiessen of the Washington Post has a little bit of a different view. Never has anyone been so so wrong about so much for so long and been so lionized as Anthony Fauci. I mean, if you go back, you know, the, the, the left's narrative was that if Donald Trump had just moved faster at the start of this pandemic... Uh, things would have been different. If you go back to those first three months, January, February, March, Dr. Fauci was out there saying, this is no threat to Americans. Uh, We don't see it spreading here. Don't wear masks because masks will make you touch your face. It might make you feel better, but they don't work. He got the complete, he got the, he's presided over failures of detection, of prevention, and, and, and of testing. And then once he figured out that he was wrong, he was the author of and the prime mover for these lockdowns, which did more damage to the country than the virus did. Now, that is true. You say, well, come on. I mean, the virus killed a million people. Okay. 
are our kids going to be able to recover long-term from the educational opportunities they were denied, the psychological damage of wearing masks, not seeing a teacher or a friend, smile at them for a year? Uh, Why do you think we have the supply chain shortages that we have? Uh, Because we shut everything down, which was Anthony Fauci's idea. Why do we have inflation? Why do we have inflation? Because we shut everything down and then it can't work. Who's going to save me? Government. Uh, Don't worry. Here comes your government daddy. And here comes Joe Biden. He's got a $1,400 stimulus check for you. How many kids do you have? Okay, at $250 a kid, that's cha-ching. So Anthony Fauci's policies had far-reaching ramifications. Uh, Thiessen's comments about Anthony Fauci in the early days of the pandemic sent me into the Wayback Machine looking to see if I could find any inconsistencies that I could play for you in Anthony Fauci's approach to COVID-19 protocols. Should not be walking around with masks. Let me just state for the record that masks are not theater. Wearing a mask might make people feel a little bit better. And masks are protective. And we, but it's not providing the perfect protection that people think that it is. There has not been any indication that putting a mask on and wearing a mask for a considerable period of time has any deleterious effects. There are unintended consequences. People keep fiddling with the mask and they keep touching their face. And can you get some schmutz sort of staying inside there? Of course. You do not need to wear a mask indoors if, in fact, you've been vaccinated. Good that you're vaccinated, but in a situation where you have people indoors, particularly crowded, you should wear a mask. So even if you are vaccinated, you should wear a mask. If, in fact, you are vaccinated, fully vaccinated, you are protected, and you do not need to wear a mask outdoors or indoors. When the children go out into the community... You want them to continue to wear masks. You know, if you look at, at, at children outside, particularly when they're with the family, uh, walking down the street, playing a game or what have you, don't have to wear a mask. Ah, uh, wow. Uh, well, he's a nimble little guy. He's able to uh, reverse field. Think how good he'd be uh, on, uh, you know, a handoff from the quarterback uh, to the running back and then giving it to Anthony Fauci. Man, he could, like, Dodge tacklers like nobody's business, even at age 80 or 81. So uh, he's retiring, and uh, yet we'll see him again in front of Congress. So Anthony Fauci is hoping the Republicans do not get control of either House of Congress, but they are definitely going to get control of the House. Uh, Fox did a breakdown on this yesterday. And the House districts, I mean, you you remember from the hullabaloo in Ohio about the constitutionality or lack of same on the legislative maps, right? And every state legislature draws the maps to advantage the party that has control of its state government. That's the case here. And it frosts the Columbus Dispatch and it frosts Maureen O'Connor of the Ohio Supreme Court and it frosts Democrats because, you know, you're in a super minority in the state because, oh, most of the voters in the state of Ohio don't share your detached view of reality. They don't think that boys should be able to play girls' sports. They don't think that you can spend your way out of a recession. Those are not winning strategies in rural Ohio. And while Columbus and Cincinnati and Toledo and Cleveland are bastions of democratic control, uh, they do not outweigh the votes of rural Ohio. 
And so the map's drawn in Illinois, where it stinks of Democrats, New York, where it stinks of Democrats, California, where it stinks of Democrats, are drawn just as advantageously for Democrats. So this is it's not a perfect situation. It is the situation that prevails. So the Fox breakdown says that basically it's impossible for the Republicans not to win the House. So they're going to win the House. Now, are they going to win the Senate? Well, as I said, J.D. Vance has to win the vacant seat that Rob Portman won by 20 points. But Portman won it in 2016 when Trump won the presidency. So Portman clearly sailed to victory on Trump's coattails. I know Portman won by 20 points and Trump won by eight. But Portman had the name recognition and the wave of Trump's support. And remember, Ohio went for Obama. So that is why Rob Portman won big. Now, J.D. Vance is not going to win that big. And if you pay attention to the polls coming out of the Tim Ryan camp, Tim Ryan's going to win, right? Tim Ryan's going to uh, pull off the Oscar-winning performance for uh, uh, best performance by a Democrat pretending to be a Republican. And he's going to convince increasingly red Ohio to vote for him. And his uh, exceeding talents of getting three post offices named after friends of his in 20 years in Congress. I mean, you need a post office named after you. Tim Ryan's your man. If you need anything done to help, you know, failing industry in the Mahoning Valley or put people back to work or stand up even once, even once, stand up even once, vote against Joe Biden even one time since Joe Biden became president, well, then Tim Ryan's not your guy because he voted with Joe Biden 100% of the time, which is, I love to point out, more often than AOC has voted for Joe Biden agenda items. Now, what of Ryan's Republican impression? It's all over TV, right? I'm, I'm, I voted for President Trump's trade policies. I, China's evil. I mean, he sounds very Republican. But in the latest story on the Senate race from theohiopressnetwork.com, J.D. Vance would get 49.5% of the vote total and Tim Ryan 44.9 in the race for Ohio Senate if the election were held today. That's according to a poll released by the Trafalgar Group on Monday. Survey was conducted a few days ago among 1,100 likely general election voters as a margin of error of less than 3%. Undecided voters were only 5.6%, so Ryan better get every single undecided if he's going to beat J.D. Vance, which is going to be exceedingly hard as gas prices are creeping back up. And generally, J.D. Vance hasn't even started to run television commercials yet. There's the one with his wife kind of introducing you to J.D. Vance if you've forgotten who he was since the May primary. But Vance is going to benefit from a big spend by Mitch McConnell and the Senate Republicans. Peter Thiel is going to come through with money if J.D. Vance needs it. Ryan's a money-making machine. I mean, he's a Democrat, so he's a money-spending machine. You know that. He's going to TV stations in the state of Ohio are going to get rich off Tim Ryan. Hopefully the people of the state of Ohio are more savvy to believe that, hey, isn't it odd? Isn't it odd that in Ohio's Senate race for Rob Portman's vacancy, two Republicans are running? I mean, J.D. Vance is a Republican, and this Ryan guy, like, every time he opens his mouth, he sounds like a Republican. Yeah, but notice... He doesn't open his mouth when he's asked to talk about boys playing girls sports. He doesn't open his mouth when he's asked about why he supported Joe Biden 100% of the time. 
He doesn't open his mouth when he's asked about the Inflation Reduction Act. He doesn't open his mouth when he's asked, why did you say you couldn't go to Washington, D.C. and you closed your congressional offices because it wasn't safe because of COVID and you ceded your vote to a proxy, yet on those exact same days you're out glad-handing Ohioans on the campaign trail for a job you don't have yet, but you really want because the job you've had for 20 years you're not allowed to have anymore because they eliminated that job in redistricting. He's not going to answer any of those questions because, you know, when he answers any of those questions, he sounds like the Democrat he is and has always been. Now, there's another poll. Emerson College released a poll on Wednesday that reported that Vance is three points ahead of Tim Ryan. Uh, so uh, Ryan is uh, now behind. And um, I said all along, I thought J.D. Vance would win this by five to ten points. It appears that he's five points ahead right now. And I also said that J.D. Vance would win the race because Tim Ryan can't play the hard scrabble, downtrodden kid from the wrong side of the tracks act. Because J.D. Vance like isn't like Tim Ryan. J.D. Vance actually lived that life. Tim Ryan is playing a part. J.D. Vance is that guy who pulled himself out of a family situation where addiction and dysfunction dominated to go serve his country in the Marine Corps and then write a book about his experiences and become a success. And yeah, he said bad things about Donald Trump. And then you know what he said about why he said those bad things about Donald Trump? He said something that it's a concept Tim Ryan can't quite grasp. It's a concept called honesty. If you ask J.D. Vance why he said those things about Donald Trump when Trump was running for president in 2016, J.D. Vance will give you a very refreshing answer. And the answer is, I was wrong. I was wrong. I see how Donald Trump governed. I've since gotten married. I've since had children. And I don't know about you, but I know about me, and I know from talking to J.D. Vance, his perspective on life changed when he became a husband and a father. And he recognized that life's about, when lived best, serving others. It's not about, as Tim Ryan and every Democrat appears to believe, getting as much power as you can get, whether you have to lie about your political ideology or not. So... We will watch. I am confident J.D. Vance will win. I'm not as confident Blake Masters will win in Arizona. I'm not as confident Herschel Walker will win in Georgia. I'm certainly not confident Dr. Oz will win in Pennsylvania. And here's the problem. Here's the problem that I don't see anybody talking about. Donald Trump endorsed all three of these guys. And Donald Trump, when the voting block is Republican, his endorsement carries a ton of weight. But in the general, if Trump is the reason, his endorsements are the reason why, the Senate does not flip Republican, then the Republican Party would be stupid and its voters would be stupid to not consider what kind of impact Trump on the ballot as the candidate would help would hurt. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.